Hello and welcome to the bus stop. I'm Kurt Mackison, Executive Director of the National School Transportation Association. And uh, we're pleased to have today with us um, Danielle O'Donnell. Um, and Daniel, you're Director of Kine Schools Network at uh, Stanford Children. That's correct. Thanks for having me on, Kurt. Hey, our pleasure. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, the organization Stand for Children. Um, you know, give us, give the audience some details on, uh, you know, where you began, um, you know, what you're involved in, and, and then we'll kind of go into the, um, you know, more of what you do on a regular basis. Sure. So Stand is, uh, is a nonprofit organization that has been around for over 20 years now um, and is largely a parent advocacy group. Um, so we work with parents to build them up as advocates to support their advocacy um, in trying to make positive changes to public schools, basically. Um, and so we have been at that for over 20 years, um, and we now operate in 10 states around the country. So uh, some of your listeners might be familiar with us. Others, um, you know, we might not operate in their states. The program that I oversee is called Teach Kindness. That's uh, we actually did a podcast uh, several months ago, and we had a different name. It was the Middle School Kindness Challenge. So some of your listeners um, might recognize that name, and we'll I'm sure talk about that transition. Um, but I oversee the program called Teach Kindness, which we launched um, around two years ago, actually, um, and largely as a response to um, to some of the challenges that schools are uh, seeing in, in increasing numbers uh, with bullying and incidents of hate and meanness. Um, and so this project is a bit of a departure from our normal parent advocacy. Um, and it is, like I said, it is a response. It is, it is us trying to pitch in um, and help educators who are dealing with, you know, really extraordinary issues these days. Um, you know, it, obviously bullying has, is not new. It's been around, um, you know, as long as schools have been around. Um, but we do think that there is, that we have seen a rising tide of bullying and meanness and, and really nasty incidents. Um, and then we also know that, you know, with the advent of social media and with putting smartphones in the hands of, you know, as early as middle schoolers or in some cases, elementary schoolers, um, you know, that adds an entirely new dimension to old challenges. And so, um, so yeah, so that's that was the origin of this program, which I, like I said, we launched around two years ago. And um, I guess since it, it started as the middle school kindness and now has morphed into teach kindness, that denotes that the program is expanding? That is exactly correct. So initially our focus, uh, and for good reason, was on middle schools. Um, when we surveyed the landscape and tried to figure out, you know, where can we, where can we help? Where can we make an impact? Um, obviously, the middle school years, you know, most educators know that is a pivotal time in a lot of child's, uh, children's developments. Um, that is, you know, when they are starting to uh, come up with their personality, um, trying to figure out who they are. And that's also a time when you can start to, uh, to really work with them on social emotional learning. And so we narrowed in on that time timeframe. Um, and we ha we've had a lot of success in 
uh, the first two years. Uh, we, we provide classroom activities through the challenge and those activities in just two years have been taught over 30,000 times. Um, we've got schools participating in all 50 states. So, um, so we have made a big dent in just the first two years, but increasingly what we were hearing um, from, especially from some of our districts where we have strong partnerships was that their middle schools were enjoying it, um, but they really wanted to, there were a lot of K-8s that wanted to feel continuity between grades K to eight. Um, and there was also just a lot of elementary teachers who, uh, who wanted resources at their level as well. Um, and so in response to that demand, um, we, in going into this school year, we have expanded our offerings um, to include classroom content for all grades K to eight. Uh, that obviously, uh, once we became K to eight, we could not be called the middle school kindness challenge anymore. So that sure. necessitated a, a name change and a rebrand, which uh, we're now known as Teach Kindness. So for those folks who participated in the middle school kindness challenge, um, it's going to look and feel the same. Uh, the difference is that now um, schools with grades K through three, we, previously we had content for four to eight. Uh, now uh, grades K to three can also participate with classroom content that's age appropriate for those kids. Well, that's, uh, that's fantastic. And it's uh, such a short period of time where um, you've gone from, you know, just the middle school to expanding it, you know, to include other grades. Um, I mean, that's really tremendous growth. Um, I know that you mentioned, you know, content and dealing with, you know, the school districts. Why don't you talk us through, you know, what content, what specifically the content yeah. that you're providing is? Yeah, so that's really sort of the secret sauce of this challenge. Um, we sought out the very best from around the country in social emotional learning at the outset of this project. And to our, you know, to, to their credit and to our great pleasure, everyone that we reached out to um, agreed to participate, to collaborate, and to provide their classroom lessons to this initiative for free. So we have classroom lessons from, I, I, I hesitate to go in because I always leave someone out, but, but <laughs> from a really impressive group from Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence, from Harvard's Making Caring Common Project, uh, from Facebook, from um, Facing History, um, from Berkeley's Greater Good Science Center. So it's, it's a really impressive group of social emotional learning experts that in a lot of cases, schools have to pay a lot of money um, to, to get their curriculum, to get their content. And through their generosity and through, you know, I think they recognize the same challenges that, that we were trying to address, obviously. Uh, and so they were willing to provide their classroom lessons for free. So the classroom lessons are, like I said, sort of the secret sauce. That is what uh, keeps teachers coming back. The, they range anywhere from 10 minutes up to an hour. They cover a range of topics. Some of them deal with how to manage, you know, your own emotions. Um, some of them are how to be empathetic towards people who, you know, who may be different from you. Um, so they, you know, and some of them are, are light lift. They're about, you know, communicating with, with others. And some of them deal with really heavy topics, like how do you confront stereotypes? Um, and so the, the trick is that 
Um, we give a wide range of really high quality content and we let teachers choose, we ask each teacher who's participating to choose four lessons at least um, over the course of this 30 day challenge. And so teachers, you know, like I said, we, we have schools participating in all 50 states. So we've got rural schools, we've got suburban, we've got urban, and we're finding that uh, among the now 50 plus activities that are available, um, teachers in, in just about any setting can find four that really resonate with what's happening in their classrooms. Yeah, and that's, and that's great um, because you're, you know, engaging with the teachers who then best know, to your point, you know, what challenges they're having in the classroom and um, can kind of tailor the, their professional development around those challenges. Exactly. We knew that, you know, um, schools, <laughs> I, I haven't talked to a school yet that doesn't have more than enough going on. Um, right. <laughs> we knew that, you know, if this feels like one more thing, uh, something that's thrust upon teachers that, you know, they just have to check a box that that's not really going to work. Um, and so we've really tried to make this as uh, as adaptable uh, as possible, um, you know, while giving teachers the the choice of, you know, the activities that, that most resonate with their classroom that, like I said, between 10 minutes up to an hour. Um, and a lot of cases, uh, if not all cases, teachers have at least a 10 minute window across the course of a week that they otherwise, you know, have to go out and find uh, content or have to expand their their curriculum to fill out and so this helps them fill in those gaps um, with some of the highest quality content that's available nationwide yeah that's that's great and um so you know you're on the the bus stop with the national school transportation association so i have to ask you a question um in any districts that you work with um are they providing the, the same or similar um you know, opportunity to school bus drivers? It's a good question. And it's one that, um, you know, we're we're really excited to partner with you all along with, we've got a, a, an amazing collaboration of national organizations. Um, and we're excited to partner with you all, especially because we know that um, oftentimes the bus is like the front line for so many of these issues that crop up. Absolutely. Um, so we're hoping that through schools taking this challenge, um, we're making life on the bus uh, a whole lot easier, a whole lot kinder. Um, and so we're, we've just now start, started exploring this um, and through working with your organization, one thing that we have really strived to do in this upcoming school year, a lot of the activities that teachers teach um, entail uh, leading students through scenarios where they think about how they would act in a certain situation. Um, and we wanted to be explicit in several of those activities about getting kids to think through uh, those scenarios on a bus. And so uh, so that's that's one step. We obviously know that um, that bus drivers uh, will not be able to teach these lessons on the bus, uh, hopefully. Um, but we're hoping that by getting students and teachers um, to think beyond just the, the four walls of the classroom, to think about the entire experience explicitly, um, that, that, you know, that those effects are felt all the way to the bus. 
Yeah, no, that's that's great, and then you hit the nail on the head. The you know first engagement the student has every day is with that bus driver. That's exactly right. So, um, in terms of feedback, um, and I'm sure you've gotten plenty because it sounds like a great program, and it it also sounds like that uh, you know you welcome the feedback too to ensure that you're meeting the needs of the the end user. Um, what what has been the reaction of students, let's say, to to the whole um, uh, you know program and its deployment in districts? Oh man, that is uh, that is without question the best part of uh, of this job and this work um, is seeing the transformation for you know for students who really need this kind of work being done in their uh, in a lot of these schools. So. Um, you know, there's there's endless anecdotes. One that that we always like to highlight. There was a school in Washington D.C. where, um, well, let me back up a second. You know, this there are a lot of initiatives out there that deal with bullying, right? And so there's a and and a lot of it's really good. Um, and so, but a lot of that is the the focus is on you know identifying the bully and sort of disarming the bully. And this initiative is interesting in that it it comes at this problem from a slightly different angle. So uh, so although we would expect schools doing teach kindness to see a reduction in bullying, the focus is not on the bully. The focus is on the community as a whole, on, on, on improving or, or expanding on good behavior rather than punishing bad behavior. And so one school that we, we really liked in DC had a story of a student who, uh, who was a bully. Um, and the reality is that in a lot of these schools, you know, there there's a reason why why kids are are bullies. There's incentives there. Um, they get attention. You know, they get laughs. Um, and so, what one school reported to us was that uh, by complete by by participating in this initiative, by uh, by switching the focus from towards kindness, um, that it it changed the incentive structure. And that there was, you know, among other benefits, this one student, it was no longer cool to be a bully. You know, now the focus was on kindness. Now the incentives were around kindness. And they said that this student really reinvented his persona over the course of this semester, um, you know, and and completely changed his behavior. Um, now that's not gonna happen in every case, obviously, but I do think that that's, that's one of the more compelling pieces of this uh, initiative is to focus on good behavior, to to intentionally teach and foster good behavior rather than focusing on the bully, um, and then let that incentive structure play out for students. Yeah, and I, I think um, that, you know, that is the key is the currency that you get from either kind behavior or bullying type behavior. Um, and then, you know, just bringing the student you know, into that situation and making them aware that he can, he or she can feel good, you know, if they behave appropriately, you know, there's a currency to doing that as well. Um, because I'm sure more so than when we were youngsters, there's just more uh, opportunity for, for kids to come across, you know, inappropriate behavior, whether it's on TV or they're streaming it yep. or it's on Instagram or, you know, Facebook. Um, yep. And that's probably the biggest challenge that, that you face. Uh, that's exactly right. Um, 
you know, the, the core belief here is that um, kindness is not something that, you know, for, for better words, we, we cannot just rely on kindness to be taught at home or uh, at church or in the community. We, and we can't expect it to happen randomly. If, if that's what we want the guiding principle of our school communities to be, we've got to be intentional about teaching it and fostering it. Um, it because, you know, as I think most schools will tell you, uh, it, it ain't happening as randomly as we would like for it to be. So, right. yeah, so we're, yeah. we're glad to, um, to be one force out there and one resource for schools to be intentional about teaching it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I know we're wrapping up, running out of time. Um, it's been great to hear about your program. Um, so, you know, before we wrap up, um, Daniel, what are the future plans? What do you guys have on the horizon? So um, we j just last week, we launched um, the fall 2019 cycle. And so basically we keep this challenge open for the entirety of a semester. Schools choose when they want to begin the challenge. And again, it takes 30 days to complete it. So basically the last day to um, to get it started at your school before the, uh, in order to finish before the holidays come in is November 11th. So the, the challenge is open right now all the way until November 11th. Any school with grades K to eight can participate, can go to our website, which is weteachkindness.org, weteachkindness.org. Go there, there's a big button to register. Um, I, I should have mentioned this at the start. It costs absolutely nothing to participate. Um, you know, as I said, the, the SEL experts gave their classroom lessons for free and we raised grant money to build this thing. And so really, you know, there's not a good reason not to do it. It's free. It takes 30 days. Um, and so right now we are we, we launched it with a new name and the expanded offerings last week. And right now we're just focused on getting the word out to as many schools as possible between now and November 11th. Um, and then we will uh, we will open it back up in January for the spring cycle. And so, but right now we're focused on getting as many schools participate this fall as we can. That's uh, fantastic. And, you know, uh, to the extent we can, we'll, we'll push the word out there as well. Um, if folks wanted to get in touch with you, uh, where could they reach you, Daniel? Um, they could reach me at my email, which is dodonnell at stand.org. I'll spell it. It's D-O-D-O-N-N-E-L-L at stand.org. Um, would be happy to, you know, I, I, I do demonstrations for folks. I'm happy to, to share out resources, um, you know, if, if folks would like to share it with districts or with uh, school contacts. Um, yeah, happy, happy to be in touch. And then again, I'll, I'll just say again, our website is We Teach Kindness, like W-E teachkindness.org. Um, and basically everything you need is there. It doesn't cost anything. So you can just register um, and get started right away. Well, Daniel, thank you for taking time to join us at the bus stop. It's uh, Daniel O'Donnell. He's director of Kind Schools Network at Stanford Children. Uh, great to have you on the program. I'm sure we'll be circling back with you down the line and hope to hear uh, more great news. Awesome. Good to be with you, Kurt. Thanks for having me back on. And thanks for your Terrific. Our pleasure. All right. Uh,
So this uh, episode two of uh, the NSTA bus stop um, featured Daniel O'Donnell, as you heard, director of Kind School Network at Stanford Children. Um, we will be promoting another uh, NSTA podcast next week. And uh, thanks for joining us and have a great week.